Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. From behind the stumps to behind the mic, nothing gets past Smithy. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. Will New Zealand be content to let some time go? No, he's going to go in. Oh, he does it! Goodness me! What has Glenn Cameron not done at this FIBA Asia Cup? This. You're thinking he might hold it, and he just decides he's going to take it to the big house. Look at this. Yeah, why play sensible when you can throw a poster down? Gee. He even gets hit in the head. Yeah, some of the uh, amazingly good action from uh, the New Zealand Tall Ferns. That was Flynn Cameron in action last night. Uh, they're pulling off a hard-fought 88-78 win over a very powerful Korean side to advance through to the semi-finals, where they will now face uh, rivals Australia. Australia being, uh, getting it done against Japan, 99-85. That clash will be on Saturday. Flynn Cameron uh, starring there, as you heard, led the way with 22 points, 14 of which came in a dominant fourth quarter to seal the deal for our side. Flynn was supported by Taki Farnson on 16 points, with Tohi Smith-Milner getting 14. Joining us now uh, this morning to uh, talk about that performance and the progress uh, of our side in the Asia Cup is the CEO of New Zealand Basketball, Dylan Boucher. Good morning to you. Smithy, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I guess you're pretty happy you're not the CEO of New Zealand Rugby at the moment. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the smile on my face, I'm not sure if uh, he's, he's got the same smile, but certainly, um, you know, feeling a little bit weary after staying up and watching that game last night, though, I'll tell you what. But it was worth the wait. That was an impressive performance. Oh, it was absolutely. I mean, we went in as probably not as favourites into that game, and, you know, Korean side of, um, they beat us at the last Asia Cup um, twice. And, you know, we've taken a, um, a, a really young team over and you're seeing the likes of Glenn Cameron, who we just hit on those highlights. They really stepped up in this game and we've had, you know, multiple great performances from young guys, which is really showing the depth in the, in the Tall Black program. OK, let's uh, talk about some of those individuals. Uh, Flynn Cameron, Tohi uh, Smith-Milner. Uh, Sam, uh, Tohi Smith-Milner is actually, as you say, it's an experienced lineup. He's the most experienced, I think, with about 44 caps. And the next to him is, is Sam Timmons. So this is, a, a, this is wonderful for the growth and development. Oh, it's, I mean, it was, our hand was kind of forced a little bit due to availability, but the good news was that it's allowed us to be able to really, you know, chuck these guys right into the, into the um, fire and, and really see how they, how they perform. And, you know, like the, the names you just mentioned have all performed so well at this tournament and you know there's a lot of guys who are getting some valuable experience which will be you know it'll make um, you know Piero Cameron's job a lot tougher to be able to select that World Cup team when it comes down to it so it's it's, it's giving some really good problems for the selectors to be able to uh, make those decisions later on um, uh, next year. So who are the players that were uh, not available to us that come straight back into the reckoning there? Holding the line. 
He's there, Dylan. Sorry about that. Uh, we're just going through the guys that um, we got weren't available to us when when your line cut out. And you're saying up to about fifteen players. Yeah, sorry, Smithy. Um, I'm going through uh, on the road between Napier and Palmerston North, so I must have had a dead spot. But um, yeah, no, about fifteen guys, I reckon, um, that will be in contention uh, for uh, for the twelve spots for the World Cup, including these guys playing. So there's a there's a good depth there, and there's you know you're seeing. Like I say, the young guys that have really put their hand up and gone, well, now, you know, Perez and his coaches have got those, you know, selection dilemmas of going, do you do you go with, you know, what you've had before? Or do you blood these new guys into the team in, in these big campaigns? OK, let's uh, look at uh, Australia at the weekend. Of course, uh, the old foe, uh, third ranked in the FIBA rankings at the moment. We're 27th. What is the strength of their side uh, in terms of availability and, and what are our chances here? Yeah, they're um, they're a really tough side. They've got a very very strong team. Not their strongest team. Um, they haven't. They've only got um, one player. Uh, one player they've got that has played in the NBA, um, and um, he's playing for them. Um, but he's not currently in the NBA. But they don't have any of the NBA talent. But they all of their team are uh, top top players. Obviously, play in the Australian National Basketball League or in, in um, you know, Asia leagues as well. So they're they're a, they're a tough customer. They will probably be. Um, the favourites of the tournament, so this is a very big game coming up in the semi-final. I just got to ask you because everyone asks me, um, why doesn't Stephen Adams uh, ever play? I mean, particularly we see him at home at the moment um, on Facebook and, and doing the doing the rounds, uh, and this would have been a window, I guess, for him. But uh, again, not available. Will he ever be, mate? You think? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Stephen, and, and you know, have a good relationship with him, and you know, hope, hopefully, he can catch up with him while he's while he's here, but. You know, he's what I what I think people don't understand um, in, in New Zealand is, is how grueling the NBA schedule is uh, on, on your body. And you know, these guys play 82 games a year plus playoffs, and you know, the, the a big and you're lung, lumbering around a seven foot body around. That's pretty tough to do. So adding stuff on top of that's always going to be tough. Of course, you know, we would love to see him in a tall black uniform, but the timing has to be right for him. And you know, we have to make sure that we've, you know, we've all, we'll always leave that door open uh, because, you know, having someone of his calibre coming into the team would be a, would be a massive coup. It certainly would. Uh, and talk about calibre of person. Uh, and Pero Cameron, um, he's brought experience and mana to uh, the Tall Blacks as a player, of course. He's, uh, I think he's been around about 11 years in, in the various coaching aspects of the side. So um, just terrific asset. Oh, huge. And, and he's been great. And, you know, just... It's it's I'm really proud of seeing him, you know, get these achievements with this young side and, and you know, his son being one of the, the key players on it and I know, you know, he's the sort of guy who's super tough on us, you know, like his his son hundred percent deserves to be there and showing why he deserves to be there, um, by his production. But it's always tough when you you're picking your own son on a team and I know you go through those dilemmas as a coach and one thing I said to him is pick pick your best team. Don't pick on, you know, whether one's your son or one's not, so I'm really proud that he's gone ahead and his son's proving that he, you know, more than capable of performing on the world stage. And, you know, he's, he's done a great job with these young guys and he's got a great coaching staff with him as well. And, you know, I think we're, again, we've got just showing that, you know, we've got some real talent in that space. We're seeing a lot of talent at home too, uh, Dylan, because, of course, uh, the sales NBL is uh, well underway, uh, as is uh, Toei here as well for the women's side of things. So uh, the pathways are becoming more and more apparent. Yeah, I mean, we're really, really stoked with how the NBL and the sales NBL and the 
JJ Gardner Toei here going. It's it's the leagues are just going from strength to strength, and we're seeing more and more again young talent coming through these leagues and being able to perform and and um, you know giving our giving our selectors some really good dilemmas. You have got uh, a, a sport that is uh, you're governing a sport which is growing uh, by the day. We're told the numbers are going through the roof, and uh, which means you you've got to look very carefully at uh, the youth side of things. And you've been doing that at the uh, under fifteen nationals. I understand. Uh, what is the strength like and the depth like there? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I want to encourage anyone to go along to these national tournaments and see the size of these kids. I mean. There's under 15 kids that I'm looking up to, and, I, and I'm a, I consider myself a pretty tall guy. Um, but you know, we've got some size coming through now. We've got some some skills. That, you know, these kids are highly skilled compared to you know 10, 15 years ago. The the kids are training so hard now for their sports, and their skill level and, and athleticism is is definitely higher than it's ever been. Um, it's about us really harnessing that now and and really being able to. Um, take that to the next level, but also to continue that growth of that community level so we've got more and more kids coming through at that age group because, as we know, at a young age group like under-15s and under-17s, there's still a lot of growth and a lot of players, so um, it's really important that we keep them all coming along that journey. How are you managing to keep up with the growth, uh, Dylan? Because I imagine the schools are a big part of it because at this age group level, of course, they're all still there. But how are you managing you know, to provide the opportunities and keep up with you know, the speed of growth? Yeah, that's the constant challenge, Smithy, to be honest. And, you know, we can't keep up for venues either. You know, we're, we've got capacity at just about every venue we're at across New Zealand and there's no, there's no gym space and that's the hardest part. So, you know, part of our, part of our growth strategy is to be able to put these hoops in schools um, outside and, and hoops in parks where, you know, kids can get access to a hoop if they want to go and shoot, shoot a basket. And, you know, that's, that's the challenge right now is, is venues. Um, but for us, as far as development, we do. We rely heavily on on schools, on associations, on development programs. Um, you know, we, it's really, the, the numbers are really, the groundswell is huge. Okay, so, and that's going to be added to uh, with the hybrid form of it. Of course, that's the three-on-three basketball, which is about to make its debut at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham after previously uh, debuting, of course, at the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, just for those people uh, uh, listening that uh, have not really got too much experience watching it, when they watch it in the Commonwealth Games, what are the key differences that we should look at? Yeah, it's a, it's a different level of physicality, Smithy. It's, um, you know, the, the referees let a little bit more go. It's a, and, you know, the, your normal layups or your dunks are only worth one point and your traditional three-pointers are worth two points. So how it's, how it's different is obviously you double your points by shooting it from the perimeter. Um, so you're seeing a, it's a really fast game a lot of two-point attempts, which is your traditional three-pointers. So most of the guys there are, are really good, accurate uh, shooters, but also the, you've got to have a good physical presence defensively as well to be able to stop guys And because the referees literally it feels like sometimes they just put the whistles away. So it's a, it's a, it's a real physical sport. And, um, and, that, and to be honest, that, that plays into our favour. I mean, we are a nation that grow up playing rugby, so we don't mind the physicality, and it's something we don't shy away from. And... Both our Tall Ferns and, and Tall Black 3x3 teams are uh, very strong teams that we're taking away to the Commonwealth Games and we, we just hope they're going to go over there and, and do us proud, which they have in every tournament so far this year. Medal chances, do you believe? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we um, good old New Zealand fighting spirit. We go we go to these things to win medals and uh, that's certainly uh, uh, certainly a goal for these guys is to, is to come away and have a podium finish. Do you see it... Uh, getting a really firm foothold now. I mean, you can't get much bigger than the Olympics, I guess, the Commonwealth Games. So you, you really see there's, uh, there's an, a, a strong avenue for, for this hybrid form? 
Oh, 100%. I think, um, you know, and I'd encourage people to get out and um, or turn their TVs on to watch, you know, these guys in Birmingham. This 3X3 is so fast, it's so entertaining, and it's it's basically first to 21 points or 10 minutes, you know, like the game's over before you can blink. It's almost the, you know, I think the popularity of sevens in rugby, I think the 3X3 is going to be very, very similar because it has that party atmosphere with music playing, and, you know, it is a, it is a great, fun spectacle event. Does it threaten uh, uh, the five-on-five five, uh, traditional form, though? I mean, with the NBA, of course, uh, and the coverage that's getting here at home, um, it, it, does it, is it a threat to it, do you believe? Like, you know, I, like I don't think it's T20 a threat. Cricket. I look at T20 cricket to, to test cricket in that sort of respect, you know? Yeah, I think... I mean, I don't think... Personally, don't think it's a threat. Um, not for any time in, in our lifetime. Um, but... You know, the younger generation are, you know, they are engaging in that, you know, that different kind of content and fast and instant. And, you know, that's what 3X3 gives you. It gives you all the things that our young people want in their lives right now. So, you know, not to say that it won't, won't phase it out, but I, I can't see it right now. I still think the traditional game will still hold very strong, especially while the NBA is still around. Cool, mate. Thanks very much uh, for an update on that. Really uh, fascinated and, and thrilled to hear that. <clears throat> the, the game's just growing uh, throughout the, all the levels uh, on a daily basis um, and the challenges to, to keep up with it must be a healthy thing to be involved in. Uh, cheers, Dylan. Drive safely and uh, we shall uh, catch up with you in due course. Thanks, Smithy. Appreciate your time. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Dylan Boucher there, uh, CEO of New Zealand Basketball. Boy, what a great uh, outfit they are and what a great job they're doing. And what a great sport they have got to administer. Uh, it is in such a healthy situation. Uh, we shall be doing a, a stumped, uh, of course, at uh, 11.30. But before that, we're going to delve again once again because it's Friday into the greyhound racing industry. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.